Yes. You know what I mean? Starting is the hardest part for yeah. most people. For me, like I have a hard time stopping. One of the <laughs> things that like with getting started that I talk to people about is uh, to, like write it down. I, that's like number one, write it down. Yeah. But if you, if you want to actually do it, go tell someone about it. Monday, Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you guys have enjoyed your weekend. This is the week. Uh, I've been working on my book. Pre-orders have been up. Many of you have pre-ordered. I really appreciate that. But Wednesday is the last day for pre-orders because Wednesday is the day that the book goes live. Sales Genius is finally done. It's in just the finishing touches right now, uh, but it'll be ready to rock and roll by Wednesday. So if you haven't pre-ordered a copy to get your 90-minute coaching session with me, go ahead and do that. The link is in the description because on Wednesday it's done. On Wednesday, it will be the full version uh, that you'll get. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, also check out all the rest of the stuff I got going on. I released the 10 laws of sales. I also released my virtual assistant Academy. So if you want to network and make money without MLMs and recruiting, then virtual assistant Academy is all you need to rock and roll. So with all that being said, let me introduce my next guest. Nicholas Reed got to sit down with me in the studio. We got to talk about uh, 253 media his hobbies. We got to talk about selling and NFTs, all the above. It was an amazing conversation. Uh, the audio got a little messed up at the beginning, uh, but it gets better right around the 15 minute mark. So make sure that you stay tuned in for that. Without further ado, Nicholas Reed, share it with your friends, share it on social media. And thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Okay, cool. Thanks, Nicholas. Thanks for joining me, man. Yeah. I'm super so excited to be here. Yeah, and I appreciate it. We, found, we were talking earlier. We found, we found each other on LinkedIn. <laughs> Actually, Jacob Harmon. Oh, my boy. Do you know Jacob? I love Jacob. Okay. I talked to him on Monday. Oh, right. actually, yeah. Were, were you on his podcast, Trustcast? No, we were, I was supposed to on Monday. I mean, he had some family stuff go on, so we rescheduled. But actually, I've known Jacob for three years now. They have oh, a wow. projects together. He's awesome. Yeah, Jacob. So I've been on Jacob's podcast. Just focusing this camera. And, quick. Uh, oh yeah, okay. I've been on Jacob's podcast, Trustcast. He's been on mine. Okay. He came on my podcast, um, and he's just a cool guy. So that's how you know LinkedIn does that. Like so and so likes somebody else's, and that's how, mm -hmm. kind of how you grow. So I saw. He posted on it and I was like, oh, yeah, you told my name because everybody's. That's the funny thing about podcasts. You know, you like being a guest on them. Everybody needs guests on their podcast. Great. It's nice and easy. So, yeah, if you do like a long form interview, it's really hard to get guests. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like, it's probably hard to get people to commit to that much time. And then I know other people who have podcasts who people drop out of podcasts. And oh, yeah. They're like, they have something scheduled. And like, if they're doing a weekly show and someone cancels, they're like, well, uh, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. You gotta have this last minute thing. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Headache. I, uh, so luckily, cause I've had people like cancel <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and so I'd like batch record. Mm. Okay. So that makes sense. Misses, I'll be all right. Yeah, so a little bit ahead. If 10 sense. people miss in a row, I have a problem. <laughs> right well, there. hopefully 10 people, <laughs> if 10 people miss, that's a problem. Is yeah. I'm like, oh gosh. So, uh, that's good though. But tell us, so you own a marketing agency. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So I run an agency called 253 Media. Um, growing, or I guess for the last like four years now, we've really grew to be kind of a one-stop shop for everything. Okay. 
But we really started over the last year or so dial that back and figure out what we're really good at and actually slim down what we're offering. And now we only offer two things, other websites and SEO. Okay. Kind of two of the same kind of things. They go together pretty pretty closely, so it makes sense. Um, we don't do anything else anymore. That's all we do. Okay. So, so you used to do like PPC? Yep. So we have, like, if you were going on our website, you'd see, like, we do content creation, Facebook ads, Google okay. ads. We don't do any of that anymore in-house. We have some partners we work with that do that kind of stuff now. Um, but for the in-house stuff, it's it's 100% website stuff. Yeah. So That's cool, man. Well, it's websites fun. are good. Like, I have a website from my podcast, and um, and it's just nice to have. It builds so much credibility. I think that's mm-hmm. what people miss. Yeah. It's like the credibility part of a website. Yeah. That's, well, it's, that, that's like one piece of it, right? Okay. There's, there's so much that a website can do. Most people, when they think of a website, they're like, oh, I'm just going to slap up a website and people can find me and learn a little more about me. Well, that's cool. But you can also do like functionality stuff. That could be a sales tool. It could be an internal tool. You could be a proposal tool. There's so many things that you can send people to your website for if you build it out. And now it's like, it goes from just a marketing tool or, um, you know, a branding tool or whatever, to, it can be so much more. Now it's an operation. Yeah. So that's why, that's why we love websites. Is they're, they're so under talked about and no one talks about that. They just talk about the fun part. Like, Oh, I can send people there and get money. Yeah. And talk about the rest of it. So <laughs> it's fun though. Websites yeah. are cool. Websites are, websites are cool. Um, and then SEO, that's like the secret sauce to everything. That's the secret sauce. Man, for sure. Um, SEO is an interesting ballpark. Like, yeah. We have a Did you can do paid SEO. Well, no. So okay. SEO is like your organic side of things. At least, at least that's what we focus on. I mean, ranking on Google, I guess we SEO, but once like rank one, you have to have paid ads. Yeah. We don't touch that. So for the organic side of things, that's where we focus. And that's such an interesting ballpark, right? And there's there's so much that goes into it, but people think like nothing. <laughs> and so the biggest thing that we have is education. Yeah. Like that's probably like our number one piece of SEO with customers is like educating them, talking about the process. Like you can do so much with it. And it's probably one of the slowest like like pieces of your marketing mix. But if you do it for long enough, it's going to be one of the highest returning. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So like having blog posts on there and mm-hmm. good for SEO. What else is good for SEO on the website? Um, blog posts are huge. Um, performance is a big thing. Accessibility is a big thing. Okay. Um, and you have like something like backlinks. Backlinks are huge too. So, for example, um, the way to think about a backlink is like a, a review, a third party review of your yeah. site, kind of. Yeah. So, like, for example, let's say you post a blog on your website and link to my website. Oh, that's okay. a backlink. Say, and then you're saying, hey, this guy is credible. That gives me credit. Oh, so that's like okay. a kind of high level example. That's one thing. Uh, performance is huge, bounce rates are huge. Um, you have like your on-page SEO, right? So yeah. your heading structure is one through six and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a big piece of it. That's what people think about, but they don't think about like the long-term campaign. They don't yeah. think about the, the targeted content that goes on the site, relevancy, stuff like that. Yeah. And so like, oh, so my site set up for SEO. It's like, okay, cool. You can do that. That's like month one stuff. Yeah. But that's not going to get you money for five years. Right. We want to look at the five-year plan here, the two-year plan. It's like, okay, this is what we're doing for the next two years. And this is how we're going to do it. This is everything we need to do that. And then it all goes together. And after, you know, six, eight, nine months, start to see a little bit. Then 12 months comes around. Okay, this is pretty cool. I wish I would have started this two years ago. <laughs> then 18 months rolls around and you're like, holy cow, I don't need to do anything else anymore because this is doing so good for me. 
Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, website and like any kind of digital marketing thing, I mm-hmm. feel like is all about consistency. Whenever, whenever you're talking about anything mm-hmm. with websites, um, advertising, like you can't just run one Facebook app. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so true. But you, but you see what I'm saying? Like if you, if you run only one Facebook app mm-hmm. and then you're like, well, this didn't work. Well, yeah, you only have one. You put a billboard up for one night, you're not going to get it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you have different kinds of consistency. You've got like time consistency, you've got quality consistency. Like all that plays in. Like how often are you doing? Because you're like, yeah, I did, you know, I wrote blogs for 90 days. I was like, okay, well, how, how many blogs did you write? Yeah. Did you write 90 blogs in 90 days? That'll probably do a lot more for you than if you wrote three blogs in 90 days. <laughs> I consistently did it once a month. Okay, well, that's not good. But if you consistently using it a day, yeah, that's a whole difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need blogs all the time. All the time. That's cool. So there's a few questions that I like to ask every business owner, and they're not that hard. But the first one is like, how did you come up with your name? So I actually have two, three, five media. Two, five, three. Two, five, three. You're close. You're close. You're close. You're close. So um, everyone asks me if we're from Washington. Okay. <laughs> from Washington. I actually have that number tattooed. <laughs> and what it is, so I, I grew up racing dirt bikes. For the, my entire life, all I wanted to do was do professional dirt bike racing. Okay. And I was racing, and that was the number I always raced with. And stopped racing, um, started racing bicycles. That's a whole other story. But that number just stuck. I've had it on my arm like, since I was like 18 years old. And I needed an agency name, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, something about me, right? I want to do something that's like, I'm the business, right? Yeah. And so, 253 Media just kind of made sense. And like early on, it was the best sales pitch ever because I'd be talking to people in person and I was like, look, I literally have this on my arm. I can't fail you here. Like, this is part of me. I can't yeah. fail. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's commitment. All right. Cool. We're, let's go. And yeah, that's totally, a, totally random. That's but. a great sales pitch. Well, it's not right. You know, so I, I put out, um, so I have a course uh, that teaches people how to do like a virtual assistant agency. And I was building this, as I was building up this course, um, I got like three or four questions about how do you come up with a name? Now I'm dead serious. Like I'm people sure. were like, people were like, I don't know what to name my business. And I'm like, wow, that is the one thing out of everything that I could teach you, that was the one thing I didn't even that's funny. Why would you have that question? But it was like, okay, all right, let's do, teach people how to name it. So like it's interesting. Like that's where like the creativity begins. Mm-hmm. Is like, what what should I name this? Because there's something in a brand, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so and there's some basics of naming companies, but yeah, it's interesting. It's funny. So one thing, like, I don't talk about it a ton, but I think most business owners have this, this kind of thought process. Like, I have a business idea almost every day. <laughs> like some kind of business. Like I literally have a folder of business ideas where like never get bored and have plenty of time. I'm gonna start with it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I just have like lists and lists of businesses and. There's a few of them like I've tried to start and I figured out why. Like, I get, I'll get going on it. I'm like, okay, that's probably not the best use of time. This won't work. You run into some like regulation stuff, whatever. And the worst, most annoying thing about naming a business for me is you come up with this great name, like, oh, that's perfect. And you search for it. And you're like, okay, option two, option three, take it. Like a year ago, I started a business and I went through probably 15 different names. I'll take it. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, okay, well, maybe this isn't meant to be. And so, yeah, it was, it was so funny because that's, that's something you have this great idea. And like, <laughs> but you know what? People do with business names the same thing they do with website domains. 
they just buy them Drives and then sell nuts. them. Drives me <laughs> nuts. And that, that was what some of them were. And so I found a couple of them, like, you know, option yeah. seven, option eight, where I'm like, that's going to be cool. And then it's taken. Yeah. But it's not taken. It's not taken. Take. It's just take. <laughs> yeah. They're going to sell it to you for whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're going to be like, yeah, you have another business. You can go for it. <laughs> no, I can't. But yeah, so then it's not even worth like going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, and there's like professional agencies who charge like a chunk to go buy your name. Like they find it and then they negotiate the deal and mm-hmm. then they charge you whatever for it. Yeah, and they do that with like not even just business names, but like Instagram names. Yeah. URLs, like like their domains, like all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. people do. Like I have a friend, for example, he's got a um, pretty unique uh, Instagram name. I think it's Kellogg's that reaches out to him probably once a year and tries to buy his name. And he's like, no, you're Kellogg's. You can, you can spend more. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, it's not quite worth it for us. And it's like multiple thousands of dollars. Wow. And he's like, no, you can spend more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going up. Yeah. And uh, some days you didn't get it. But like, that's the thing. People do that. It's crazy. People. Yeah, and so then you have those where like the guy just had a unique name and it just happened to be. So you kind of get lucky. But there's people who try to time it. Too. Yeah. And like anticipate like this is going to be a big name. Oh yeah, all the meta stuff like right now with Facebook, oh, like changing over to meta. I've seen a couple people buy like meta related like domains or, or anything yeah. related to meta. And I'm well, like, I heard I heard that there was uh, a company who has the same logo like Meta. The Facebook guy took their logo mm-hmm. or didn't take it, but it was like pretty much where to be where to be to do. Yeah, um, it'd be hard to fight Facebook. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, it'd be good promo for you at the worst yeah, case. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's what they're doing, right? Like, nice try, Meta, and then everybody shared it. And so even if they have to give it up now, they're already a big company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now they got some name recognition, and everybody's going to feel sorry for the little guy who had to right. Facebook building. Yeah, that's so true. So oh, true. That might not be a bad idea. That's cool, man. So you said, uh, you said you'd known Jacob for three years. Yeah. So how long have you, and you mentioned you weren't from here, how long have you been here? Um, almost three years now. So I actually okay. met Jacob, he has been three years. He's not tail. Okay. Know, two or three, something like that. Um, but I've been here almost three years now. So. Where'd you move from? From Northern California. Oh, okay, cool. Like, kind of by Sacramento okay. area-ish. I've only been in California once. Awesome. I'm in Disneyland. Oh, you didn't go to California. Yeah, and I know. I'm in Fullerton. Um, then we went to, like, the coast. Okay. All right, we went to, where did we go? We went to uh, Valley Center. Valley Center. Like, uh, dude, I don't even know how to say this name. <laughs> but it was like Escondido. Oh, Escondido. Escondido. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't, dude, I always add more syllables. Escondido is like three syllables. I add like five. That's okay. <laughs> like, you know, I hear you. But, uh, okay, cool. So what brought you to Utah? I need a change. Um, yeah, I grew up there, went to school in Northern California. I, grew, I was in Northern California all the way. Okay. So, uh, it's actually crazy. It's like back then, like no responsibility, like nothing. Sure. And I was like, you know, it's like a Tuesday. I was like, you know, I'm going to move to Utah. And I'd been here a few times. Like, I've been snowboarding here. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I'm going to move to Utah. I called my dad and I was like, hey, I'm going to move to Utah. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, Thursday. And he's like, dude, Tuesday, and I was like, yeah, I already bought you a plane ticket. We're going to drive out there. I'll fly you home on Saturday. We'll be good to go. He's like, you're joking. I'm like, no, yeah, we're yeah. doing this. And I didn't have a place to stay. I just threw my stuff in a storage unit. And 
got couch surfed and Airbnb it and found a place a couple weeks later and it was a good time. Yeah, right. Well, so you can do that when you don't have no responsibilities. Yeah. Right. No responsibilities. Which is cool. Like, good more power to you. That's great. Only time you're good at it. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. So, if you want to do it and you're listening and you don't have any responsibilities, why not? <laughs> you for sure. real, but for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't have a mortgage and you don't got kids, yeah. Uh, that's really cool. So, you've been here. So, you were familiar with it, area. Yeah, I've been here a couple times. Um, I came out here actually for outdoor retailers. With a job that I worked back in college. Okay. Um, I was here for a week, went to Park City, explored a little bit, and then I've been out here one other time. Okay. Yeah. Park City is a high bar. Park City is pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, definitely had my expectations being like, yeah, I'm going to Utah's Park City. Yeah, Park- it, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. We but it's to, really cool anyway. Yeah, we go to Park City quite a bit. So we'll oh. go up there and it's a good time. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So, how long after you moved to Utah did you start uh, your agency? It was already started. Oh, it was already okay. Yeah. So, um, what made you start the? Yeah. Well, keep going. Yeah. Keep, okay. <laughs> well, that's the story. Then that's actually probably a that's actually probably a better a better way to tell. It. So, okay. um, so like I said earlier, grew up racing dirt bikes, started racing bicycles. Um, then I was like, all right, we're, we're going to go race bikes professionally. Okay. And I don't know if you know anything about professional cycling, but if you're not winning the Tour of France, you're not making any money. Sure. Like there's. It's crazy. Like not even sponsors. Like yeah, I mean, there's there's but you gotta be, but you gotta be, you gotta be like Tour of France. Like even the guys like and like pulling up the rear in the Tour of France are like, yeah. I was like, okay, we can be better. Like I don't want to have five roommates racing bicycles. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, um, I need to make some extra money, so I actually started cycling software. Uh, So growing up in high school, I learned how to use Photoshop and Illustrator. Uh, I was like, okay, well, I can design something. I know cycling. I'm going to make socks. That's pretty cool. It should be pretty cheap. Here. Yeah. So I did it and sold out my first batch in like two weeks. Oh, cool. All organic. Like, it was like 150 pairs or something like that. All organic. I did all packaging. I did everything. And uh, made some money. I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. Let's do it again. So brought out a second collection. Sold out those ones in like four or five weeks or so. And I was like, dang, that was cool. I still made like, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just not doing this at the scale that I need to, to actually like, make any, any real money here. So, okay, we're going we're gonna to scrap this. Back to the drawing board, I was like, okay, well, what, what did I actually do here? I made a product, I marketed a product. Well, why don't I go and market products for other people? And that's what I did. I just literally got on like Yelp and Google and just started looking for businesses that had no social uh, this is like cool. 2016, 2017. Yeah. And I started just reaching out to people. Send them Facebook, email them, call them. So I had a sales job. And so I knew how to get on the phone and like talk to people. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is pretty easy. And I just started signing clients up like day two kind of thing. Like literally had nothing to document it. And I was like, yeah, I'm just starting this business, looking for some clients. And I just kind of got lucky in a sense and had a few people like believe in it. And they didn't have anything. They knew the importance of it, but just didn't really have anything. So yeah. like, well, why okay. not? And that's really kind of like one thing led to another. Um, ended up moving to the Netherlands, go race bicycles. <laughs> and right on, dude. <laughs> made some extra money doing this on the side for, for companies in America while I was racing. Like all I wanted to do was race bikes, but I needed to make a little extra money. So it really was just a side project to, to get by. And uh, while I was over there, I ended up having a pretty nasty crash, got hurt, got sick. I had a lung infection. I was like, okay, going back to America. 
and I couldn't really race anymore. Like yeah. down and out for about a year. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go finish school. And well, I've got the side hustle. Like what can we do with it? Yeah. And I was going, I was going to college and you know, most college kids don't have any money. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't want a job. I'm still trying to race bikes, going to school. Uh, well, let's just see what we can do with it. And so I just started just calling people. Like I spent every single day on the phone, go to school, go and rent like a room out in our school library. And I would just go and call local businesses and just try to sign them up. Before I knew it, I was like, I actually made a business out of it. And I was like, this is pretty cool. So what were you signing them up to do? Social media management and Facebook ads. Oh, wow. Okay. So you would like help them with content creation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you would post for them and do all that stuff. Yeah. And copy. Okay. Yeah. And the funniest thing. So I had the biggest like, like crashing down realization where I was at the gym one day and I had talking to this dude randomly. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, what do you do, man? And I was like, oh, I, I have this like social media marketing agency. And he's like, oh, did you take Ty's course? And I was like, who's, who's Ty? And he's like, Ty Lopez. And I was like, I don't, oh, like, yeah, I I do don't remember. know who that is. Yeah, I remember when Ty Lopez had that big, huge social media course agency thing. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, go ahead. And I was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean you don't know who that is? He's like, it's Ty Lopez. He's like the guy of social media marketing agency. He's like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. And so I, I Googled him when I got home and it, Turns out he literally had a course to teach people how to do what I was doing. And I thought I had this like crazy idea, like no one's doing this. Like, this is awesome. I'm going to get rich. Turns out everyone's trying to do it now. And I was like, all right, well, that kind of sucks. So from there, started to go into automotive. And I was like, all right, let's let's niche down. Let's like build a process and just work with one kind of kind of industry and like be the best automotive, right? I like cars. Everyone likes cars. There's a lot of money in automotive. Like, let's make sense, right? Yeah. Also didn't realize that there's a lot of super saturated. Didn't realize that either. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The auto, the auto industry is probably one of like the most like pounded on industries in the world. Oh yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, I mean, like I only know that because I was in the automotive industry Mm. and I was a new car sales manager and I had people every day, like, do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy that? This is something new web chats, all this stuff. Yeah. Dang, bro. We don't need a million things. Right. But anyway, I interrupted. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. So, so kind of started to find my home and I had, I had a few dealerships and they just started introducing me to like other dealerships. Okay. And so just kind of snowballed and we had like probably 10, 15 dealerships at one point, like doing pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, and then back in 2018, I think 2018, Facebook had like their big like data scandal thing go down. And like the entire thing that we were doing on Facebook for them, gone. Like one day it's there, the next day, all the targeting we had, like all that stuff was totally gone. Wow. And so what we were, what was like killing, I mean, it was like looking at numbers, we were doing like really good numbers as far as like leads to closing rates. Like it was, it was awesome. Like it was a no brainer. The biggest thing for me was just bandwidth and talking to more people. And cause just like you said, it's saturated. So you get on the phone with the new car salesman, you're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But if you go in with a referral, they're like, okay, this is yeah, yeah, cool. that's different. And so that was what I was trying to focus on is getting those referrals and they're slow, right? So like the work was doing really good, but it was just hard to get more people. And yeah. then when that like data thing happened, it just kind of crashed down. And yeah. I was like, oh, I need to rethink this entire business. <laughs> and I mean, literally we went from like, we were doing like 15 grand a month, like nothing crazy to like zero wow. in like a couple months, not quite zero, but like pretty much gone restarted the entire business. And I was like, all right, what can we do differently than most people? Let's build better websites. And so I had yeah. this concept of like, and, and 
I still talk about this. Every, talk about this every, every deal we, we ever close, every prospect we ever talk to. Website's the core, right? So you can have the best Facebook ads, you can have the best email, best SEO, best referrals, blah, 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 whatever. But everybody's going to come back to your website. Yeah. And so if, if your website's not very good, like no one's going to buy. Right. So why don't we focus on that and then do more Facebook stuff, do some, some Google stuff? Because that's going to make us look better. Yeah. If we control the website. Our Google ads are going to work better. Yeah. Our yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. ads are going to work better. And so that's kind of how we, we kind of reverse engineered it in a sense <laughs> and, uh, and just started kind of snowballing it, um, focus on websites and then just kind of took that and ran. Yeah. Got out a little bit, started doing some content, started growing our Facebook department. And then since then, I've kind of brought it back and really just, just grown that website department. And just because there's a lot of Facebook agencies out there, there's yeah. a ton of content agencies out there. There's not a lot of good website agencies. Yeah. Um, until, we, until we're here. Yeah, so yeah. That's where we fit in now. Yeah. And it's funny because <laughs> if you're talking about like a lot of like website agencies, um, yeah, it's really hard to find like a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, and somebody who makes your website look clean. Like, I got lucky and I found a really good one. Like, my guy is absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, but I understand you go to somebody's website and you're like, oh, yeah. Right? It's, <laughs> there's like a big gap in the marketplace, I think, with websites. Like, yeah. you've got the, you know, five or a couple hundred dollar ones. Sure. But then you have like the $40,000 yeah, those I mean, are big websites, man. There's there's not a lot in the middle there. Yeah, that's true. There, I mean, there's some. Don't yeah, get me like, wrong. Like what like what website can you get for like a G or like pretty reasonable? Yeah, I mean, even even then, like like for us, like our our average cost is like eight grand. Okay. And that's something like even eight grand. I'm like, oh, probably should have been more than that. Like, yeah. But there's just not like a good middle ground there to get something that's like awesome. Yeah. Right. Anything less than that, it's like you're probably not going to get someone who's like been doing it for a long time and has like the science behind it. Sure. But at 40 grand, like not very many people can afford that. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like not, this middle, yeah, it's hard. that middle ground. And yeah. that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So fun. you, so, so 8K is like the middle ground for websites? Yeah. For us. For, okay. For, for us, okay, at least. Fair. I mean, well, so is that for like e and you're, you're taking payments, you're don't doing paywalls, things like that? Partially, yeah. So our, our business is split like 50-50-ish. Some months it's 70-30. Okay. Either way. But um, we've got our e-commerce side with Shopify. And then we've got our Webflow side for everything like non-e-commerce for the most part. Yeah. A little bit of e-commerce there. Um, but like if your primary like function of your business is not e-commerce, then we'll uh, we'll be on Webflow. So it's kind of yeah. kind of 50-50 split there. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Hey, one so, second. Yeah. Do you hear that, Ben? Oh, well, whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good drink. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, okay. But that's really cool, man. I I think uh and then for small business owners, I mean, that's kind of the point of my podcast is to find like the small business owners and really like champion small business owners mm-hmm. because they're they're like that's the wor- that's that's America in my mind. 100%. You know what I mean? It's like the small business owners. Yeah. The nice thing with 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 websites and small businesses, you can get something really good and you can do it yourself. Yeah. Right? Like you don't need anything crazy like think think of it this way so you can have these these crazy designs like we're talking like forty thousand dollars yeah that's gonna be like a crazy design animations like custom code like that's a big deal yeah is it that much better than a five thousand dollar site yeah no yes in some senses for the cool factor yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the extra functionality, maybe you have like, you know, 
custom functions on there. They're specific for your business. Great. Yeah. But if you're a small business owner, you don't need that kind of stuff. Yeah. You just need like a landing page. Yeah. You just need like one page, dude. <laughs> yeah. Something that's like going to make people go on there and be like, this is the place I need to go. Yeah. This is the place. I don't want to go to another website. I don't want to look for anybody else. This yeah. is who I want to talk to. Okay. And if you can do that on your website, you're good. Yeah. I remember doing that. Like when I was helping out, I, I was running operations for a car detailing company mm. and um, they, we didn't have a website. And I was like, well, we don't really need a website. I was like, we don't need like, I was like, we need like a funnel. I need like a landing page where they can see what we offer and see the prices and click like schedule now or buy now. Mm -hmm. Like that's all I need. Um, And and thankfully, like we were able to get something pretty cheap. But like when I was talking with the owner, I was like, we got to have that, dude. We need some. And and for me, website, like the biggest thing for small business owners and why I tell people you need something right? Is like credibility. Everybody asked me about, even my podcast, dude, it's crazy. People are like, well, you have a website. Like that's one of the first questions they asked me. Really? Yeah. They're like, you have a website? I'm like, well, I do thankfully. Mm -hmm. But when I didn't, I was like, no, I'm just, I, I, you know, here's my Apple, whatever. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. I'm a a podcast. Um, but, uh, no dude. And then when I had a website, dude, I, it was like instantly got more, I started getting better guests. I started like people started listening to me more. Like it was just different. Yeah. Websites hit different, man. hundred percent. And you, well, you can do a lot more with it too. Yeah. Good example for a podcast. If you, if you don't have a website, yeah, they're just on Apple or Spotify. Perfect. Great. Yeah. But if, if you have a website, now you could talk about guests. You could have more bio stuff. You could have blogs. You could have like more resources for people. So like with small yeah. business owners, you could have like a resource library yeah. or something like <laughs> yeah. you can do so much more with the website. Yeah. The nice thing with websites, especially for like small businesses who don't have a ton of money. Yeah. Like when you're first starting, get one page. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. that one page lander. But then start building onto it. Yeah. Build it out. Right. Like right. our agency sites, like we're, we're working on a new one right now. But if you were to look at it three years ago versus today, it's totally different. Yeah. 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 But it's the same website. It's just been built on and built on and built on and built on to the point where like, it's like, to, like it's it's the same website we started with, yeah. But it's grown with us, right? <laughs> and that's what people like, like with websites, just don't quite understand. Like what most people are like, oh, I need this crazy thing. It's like, well, you can work up to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start here, start small, just get something, and then just kind of grow it as you grow. Right. Websites right, right, should right. grow with the business for sure. Right, right. Um, and websites grow with the business, and and I like, I like too what you said just about, um. We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need a custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. About just like starting small, like it's okay to start small. I, I think 
when you talk to small business owners, everybody waits until something is like, until it's good enough or whatever. Right. And so I've built a few things, as you know, I built my podcast. I built, um, I had a little CBD business that was going good for a little bit. Um, and we've disbanded that since mainly due to like regulations. Oh, the CBD ouch. business is, is difficult for a small guy to, to get into. Um, but so, you know, we did that. We did the CBD business, did the podcast. I've done a couple of courses. The biggest thing that I've learned though, um, and that so many people have a hard time with is done is better than perfect. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It's like, dude, just, you just need to get it out there. Like when we were starting our CBD company, I, I remembered a conversation, like I remembered a quote from somebody from like a business maybe it was like that founder magazine, mm. one of the, mm-hmm. one of the ladies from there. And she said, um, if you're, if your product is perfect, you launch too late. Ooh. I you know what that. I'm saying? Oh yeah. And I'm like, I never forgot that. So like I just released this course and it's not a shameless plug. I learned so many lessons <laughs> from that. But the biggest one was like done is better than perfect. Like I went to a guy, a really good guy, a really good friend of mine. Um, he we were I was gonna do videos mm-hmm. and I so I go to this studio, it's really nice, and he's legit. This guy's legit. Um, and he he quoted me a pretty hefty, it was a, is a, is a pretty penny mm-hmm. to do these videos professionally in a studio. And I was like, it's worth it. But then I go, you know what? I got, I got this little camera that I have. I have a nice studio. I have good light. Like I have a home office in my house. I got mm-hmm. good lighting. I was like, screw it, dude. I hopped on OBS, started recording with OBS, launched this little course. Cause like done is better than perfect. Like, yeah. like you're saying, like just get, get a little, get a little, website up just yeah. start yeah <laughs> and at the end of the day like we talk with a lot a lot of clients we, we talk with that's probably one of the the biggest challenge we have is like we'll get to 98 percent. yeah and then it's just those little teeny tiny things that they're right. trying to make it perfect when in reality at, at the end of the day like their customers aren't going to care yeah no one else is going to care the only person that's even going to notice it is a business owner yeah for sure right like like <laughs> of course for example filming it on like a phone versus an okay camera. <laughs> no one's going to know that. That's so true, dude. I've interviewed some hip hop artists who do the iPhone. They, they shoot their music videos with the iPhone. Yeah. Legit, bro. Yeah. Legit. No one's the only person that's going to know the difference is the person who's making it. And, uh, it, it's so funny because that, that can be true for every part of your business, whether it's yeah. your website, like people are like, Oh, that's going to kill my conversions. I'm like, dude, yeah. no one's even going to notice that. Like, <laughs> I do this for a living and I didn't even yeah. notice that. Like, cause it's not important. Yeah. Right. They're like, just stuff like that <laughs> cracks me up. Cause people just don't understand. They're like, perfect is perfect. Yeah. Perfect is done. Not done is perfect. Or, yeah. Go to where, you, where you said before. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, done is better than perfect. Yes. And cause I'm just like, you know, I, I've also learned with some, I've had some common factors in, in with business owners that I've interviewed. One of the big ones is, uh, is like nobody ever starts. They don't oh, yeah. start. Oh yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Starting's the hardest part for yeah. most people. And for me, like I have a hard time stopping. Yeah. Right. I'm, I always say like, <laughs> I'm, I'm that like ready fire aim person where yeah. I'm like, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to get started. Yeah. And I just go and I'm like, what did I just do? And I need to like restart my whole thinking process. And that's where a lot of people, you know, I think I differ from a lot of people in that respect, but yeah. people just got to get started. Yeah, right. Gotta and, get started. And and starting doesn't mean launching either. Right, right. Starting can be like 
to just get the concept out there. Right, write it down. <laughs> right. If you can write it down, now it's real. Yeah, and and uh, you know what's funny as I read this quote, it was another quote, but they it was someone's law. It was like it was some you know fake law or whatever. But uh, but the whether or not it was a law, like I couldn't find any like rule, you know, any other substantial thing. But I liked the quote, and the quote was the saying was. If you can figure out the, if you can clearly define the problem, you're halfway th- to solving it. That, you know, what I, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing is like people don't understand. Like, you want to run a business, you want to do this, but if you can't clearly define or clearly lay out like what what it is you want to do, then that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Then that that's where like a lot of people get hung up. Like they want to do something, but they don't know what it is yet. Yeah, and taking that even a step further, let's define the problem. Yeah. I guarantee you when you actually launch your solution for that problem, it's going to be totally different than what it was when you wrote it down the first time. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like like other businesses I've I've started or, or been a part of, like the initial like this is what we're doing and where it goes like even over a couple months. Yeah. It's like a totally different business, right? Yeah, yeah. That's just part of it, but you wouldn't have gotten there if you didn't start. Right, exactly. Down, just, just write it down. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. And they're like, I'm trying to start a business. Like, did you write it down yet? Yeah. You don't need to write a full business plan. Just write anything. A write a paragraph. Yeah, you, anything. You can write a paragraph. Now it's real and then got to do it. Sorry. Well, then well, then it just becomes, yeah, it becomes more real. And you can start to see, like, the reason that I like journaling so much is because you can go back and look at things and... I mean, there's a lot of good benefits to like journaling, but for me, when I write something down, I can go back and look at it and I can work through all the, all the BS, you know, Mm -hmm. like I remember writing down, I wanted to do like a plus, like, you know, some paid podcasting stuff, like some paid features (laughs) of the podcast, Mm. um, realize that I'm probably not big enough for paid podcast yet, but, but, but like writing it down, I was like, but you know what? I can't do that, but I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I did a little research and and like people don't really pay for podcasts unless they're like big, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, like think about the podcasts that that people pay for. I mean, they're huge. Yeah. Um, and so I go, OK, that might not be me and that's OK. But I go, you know what is OK, though? Um, I can do this and I can do this. And that's what led to like, oh, you know what? I can start these two courses. I wrote it all down. I wrote like 50 different versions of my my podcast my paid podcast, my courses and like what I wanted to do. I've seriously probably got like 50 to 70 different iterations of it before I finally landed on one. And then I was like, (laughs) okay. And then I remember I came home one day, recorded all the videos, edited them all in one day. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, done is better than perfect. I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm just going to see what happens. Um, and that was it. And we'll see what happens. There you go. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) One of the things that like with getting started that I talk to people about is uh, like write it down. That's like number one, write it down. Yeah. But if you, if you want to actually do it, go tell someone about it. Yeah. Like tell your mom, Oh, tell your girlfriend, (laughs) tell one of your other friends. that's like into business or or something like just tell somebody. Yeah. Cause for me, at least like I've, I've told people businesses that I wanted to start and didn't start. And it is so like, not frustrating, but I'm like, Oh, you're like, I wish. (laughs) Well, when you talk to them in six months and they're like, Hey, how's that going? And you're like, Oh, I didn't do it. And that's, <laughs> you need some like accountability. Yeah. It's, it's like an easy way to get accountability. And then yeah. you're like, 
I don't want to see this person until I've done something. Right. I got to do something. It's going to be real weird if I didn't start this. Yeah. And people are like, what did you do, man? <laughs> yeah. There's a few of those that I have out there. I'm just like, oh, yeah, don't ask. Yeah. Don't, don't ask. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. I took my headphones off because I think where the static is coming from are these XLR cables, by the way. Oh, I think I need to get new ones because these are like a year and a half old. Yeah. Almost. These are actually almost two years old <laughs> and uh, I should probably get new XLR cables. Because we're getting some, we're getting some noise. But so what you're saying is you need an XLR cable sponsor for the show. That's right. Anybody, Amazon <laughs> Basics can hook it up. There we go. I'm just kidding, bro. Come um, on, Jeff. Let's do that's it. That's right. <laughs> but uh, dude, that's really cool. Um, I really like, I really like the that kind of hustle. So you started a marketing agency just off of you know what when you brought up Ty Lopez dude I remember I actually almost bought that course oh I almost bought the course and I almost did a I almost was like gonna do this social media thing in fact mm-hmm. I had a friend who was in, in the car dealership with me at the time mm-hmm. we were actually gonna niche down and do car dealerships because here's the thing with car dealerships though <laughs> they're they're um man they've got some of the biggest egos in the world car car dealerships bro oh yeah it's annoying it's like almost like tech, dude. Tech sales. Like I'm in tech sales right now. Okay. A lot of big egos in there. Love my team though. Love my company <laughs> for real. But there's a lot of big egos when you talk like when you see other like software companies, SaaS companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were actually going to do that. Like I was going to do that and we were going to do mar- social media marketing for like, if you're going to go automotive, I would say go like very, I would do only mom and pop. Because mm-hmm. if you do someone like, if you're familiar with some of the car dealerships in Utah, like, no go on LHM. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Well, they actually they just sold true to a big company out yeah. of Georgia. But anyway, but even when LHM was LHM, good luck. No shot. You got no shot. Um Ken Garf, again, no shot. <laughs> you got nothing. Young, nothing. I worked for a, a company called Performance Honda, mm-hmm. uh, Performance Auto. Uh nothing. You got no shot. They 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 wouldn't listen to a little. Mm-hmm. But if you go like right across the street from our Honda dealership though, was a little company like Rands, and uh, you could probably pick them up. Little used car, mom and pop thing. Yep, that's really mo- little. Yeah, what I could, what I really like to do, like when we were working with dealerships, was the referrals would get us the big ones or inbound. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So referrals or inbound, because like we would, I would put out a ton of blogs, and we ran some Facebook ads. Yeah. So between those two things, we were getting people like inbound or actually on LinkedIn too. Yeah. Okay. But we were doing any outbound all mom and pop shops. Yeah. Those worked pretty good. Um, like, yeah. Honestly, someone wants to go and start like an agency in the, in the automotive space, find like a very specific kind of dealership. Oh yeah. 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 Like, absolutely. Like good example um, here in Utah um, truck ranch. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. All the those? truck. Yeah. The truck ones. That would be a good one to market. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those yeah. guys like for me, like when I, when I look at car dealerships, like my biggest frustration, like even when I was working with them is like, they're all the same. Yeah, they are. Right? Like, what, what's your value prop, man? Like, they're, they're like, all the well, same. We can finance anyone. I'm like, yeah, everyone can do that. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And unless they, you do some like, crazy, like, in house stuff. But yeah. Yeah. But even then, like, it's like, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. And so, what, how are you going to connect with people differently? Like, how can you market it differently? What, what's the value prop there? Yeah. So, places like Truck Ranch, they have a pretty good value prop. Largest truck selection. We have the coolest nicest biggest trucks in utah yeah every, yeah you when you buy our truck you don't have to put a lift or leveling kit or whatever on it yeah yeah like 
if you want a truck, go to Truck Ranch. Like, yeah, not affiliated with them or anything like that. But, but no, like that's how they branded themselves, right? Yeah. And so, like from a marketing perspective, if you can do that for somebody, you're you're set. You're in. You're yeah. In. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, if anybody wants to get into auto dealerships, you you go for small mom and pop ones mm-hmm. who need help, who actually need the help. Because yeah. I'm for small dealerships doing what doing what they got to do. But like, it's tough. You, you're not going to get like you're not going to get an OEM company. Right so Honda, Benz. Yeah. Yeah. At least right off the bat, you're going to have to start with, with mom. And pop. I like mom and pops better anyway. I like you mom got, and pops more fun when you got, well, and well, what people sometimes miss when you, I know we got on like this marketing, the auto <laughs> auto thing, but like OEMs have specific regulations for their own websites. So Toyota is right. different than Honda is different. Like Honda, you know, what's funny. This was actually a f- sick marketing thing that Larry H. Miller Honda did one time. So, but no one else knew about it. If you were in the business, you knew about it, but if you didn't, so here's the secret Honda, you can't advertise a Honda, a new Honda below invoice price. Hmm. Okay. So you can't, so makes sense. that's why like if we, we could go to, we could go to 50 Honda websites right now and they would all be the same price Yeah, because you can't look, but, but that's not the same for Toyota. Toyota, you can. Uh, uh, and it's not the same for like Nissan or GM. Volkswagen's one. Volkswagen, bro, you can literally list a Volkswagen for a dollar. Yeah, they and do. And get away with it. The crazy, that's crazy because like they have like the, the billboard that's like, you know, a new Jetta for like 12 grand. Yeah, which and- is real. But you, but you have to lease. You, <laughs> you have to have a trade so in. Things. You have to, you have to have a trade in. You have to do the, yeah, you gotta, yeah, there's a lot you gotta do for sure. It's yeah. two years. It's, it's a 10,000 mile lease. Nobody <laughs> drives 10,000 miles that I've ever met in my life. Yeah. I wish I only drove 10,000. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So anyway, it's funny because Honda, you can't, but this was like one of the best marketing things I've ever seen. Cause it was just, it was just like so obvious that nobody thought of it. So what was cool was Larry H Miller Honda one year, they put out on their, their whole marketing thing was you buy a Honda from us. And if you, this was great. If you see a lower advertised price for a new Honda, like you paid, if you see a lower advertised price than that, we will give you the difference. <laughs> it, dude, it was uh, it was phenomenal. I was like, these dudes got us, bro. They got us because nobody can nobody can advertise below invoice. That's pretty good. So it was like, so the customers didn't know that, and and not there's no reason why they would yeah nobody was tricking the customer but it was like it was so it was one of those marketing things that was so obvious to me like to everybody when they did that we were like what the freak dude yeah all they have to do is sell their cars at invoice and honda has you can't advertise so there are ways to buy a honda below invoice you just can't advertise it below makes sense right so they'd have money like thousand dollars off under invoice it's called Honda dealer cash. You can't advertise that to the customer, but you can give it, you can use it as a negotiation. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense. So they would just sell all their cars at invoice <laughs> and they'd be like, wow, I can't believe LHM is amazing. That's so if funny. I, if I find anybody who advertises it lower, that is you know? so funny. Everyone else is probably <laughs> like, well, all right, well, I'm gonna, well, I'm we did. I was now. the new car manager at that time. <laughs> and I was like, these guys got us, bro. They got <laughs> us. And so the only way I would combat that, cause people would be like, well, I'm going to go to LHM cause you know, I'll buy a car from them. And then if anybody lowers it, so I was, I was actually having to like educate customers. Well, it's a really good tool, but like I would tell them, I was like, but you can't advertise lower than that's why I would, and I would, I would spend time with customers and pull up like 15 websites. Look, no one's different. That's hilarious. It's funny. And things you got to do to sell a car. 
It was a, yeah, it was <laughs> the things you did. Yes, we did a lot of crazy things. <laughs> we did a lot of like, you know, we'll take, we'll buy. Yeah, the, my favorites were like, or when people will like the giveaways, like mm. we'll send your family to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you got to buy a, you got, you have to buy it at sticker. Yeah. So my girlfriend <laughs> used to work at uh, one of the Volkswagen dealerships and she works at Honda too, actually. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. And, uh, and man, some of the stories that I, I've heard from people, like like from her, West, from her man. like coworkers and stuff, like it is the wild. Whew. What what Honda dealership does she work at? Uh, she worked at Stockton. Okay, Stockton. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're a good dealership. And they're she like, worked there, and then she worked at Southtown Volkswagen. Oh, that's the bro. Yeah. You want to talk about a dog, like a dog fight? They have. Oh, dude, Southtown Volkswagen. I actually know a few people at Southtown though. Shout out Charlie Afledo. Shout out to uh, one of their boys, one of my boys over there. He's a he's a new car manager. I think he's over there. Um, was with us over over at Toyota for a minute. Mm. Um, but yeah, South. But they're they're they're, they're crazy. feisty, dude. Yeah. So so one of the guys who's on my team now building websites used to work there too. Oh, what's his name? His name's Trevin Edwards. That sounds familiar. Trevin, if you're listening to this, you're the man. He's yeah, he's good. He's good, dude. He's a killer. And it, like hearing stories from like like him about Southtown, like yeah. if, you, if you're going to Southtown, you're going to walk out with the car. Dude, they're they dogs. They are dog. Like yeah. they do everything they can and they'll make sure that you buy a car there. Oh yeah. Sure. Like that's the, that is like old school car buying sharks with them. All like talk, you talk to five or six managers, they wear you down. They take you on five test drives. <laughs> uh, and we didn't do that, dude. I didn't, Cause I just didn't have time. My sales philosophy then and now is like, I don't have to sell to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I, I bring an abundance mindset to sales so that, and that kind of, and that kind of is what brings, draws people to me as a sales guy. But like, dude, I, I just come up and like, I'll tell people if you're, if they're working with me, I'll be like, look, I don't have to sell to you. You know what I mean? I got 50 mm-hmm. people lined up ready for this deal. Yeah. If you don't take it, someone will, I'd rather it be you so I can get done with this. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You know, but but seriously, like I don't want to spend all day doing this, but if you don't do it, someone else will. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they're like, it's true. That's my pitch. I love I, it. I go, I don't need I don't. and so when I was selling cars, they were like people would be like, Well, I need to think about it. I'd be like, hey, take your time. Do whatever you gotta do. I'm just gonna let you know. And you and I and people would be like, Oh, that's just an old sales pitch. <laughs> I'd be like, but listen, if if you don't buy this, someone else will. And and I would have people come back mad at me. Yeah. Like you sold my car up. They sold it out from under me. No, I didn't. You called me a liar. And so <laughs> well, now I got to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. So I, I bought a new truck um, back in March and I was terrified of that because like right now, good luck buying a truck. Like, if yeah. you want to buy anything, like you have, if you have something specific you want, good luck. Yeah. And so for me, I found a truck. I'm like, I want this one. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. I knew if I left, it'd be on the next day because mm-hmm. like I'd been looking at other ones and they, they would be on, on a website for not even 24 hours gone. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, well, and so the guy, so he's like, he, the guy that I bought it from me, he's like, yeah, dude, if you, if you don't buy it now, someone else will. And I was like, yeah, I know that's the problem. <laughs> I'm just like, I know, I know the sales tactic. You don't need to tell me that, man. Right. I'm in sales here. I get it. Like, oh, I know, but it's so hard because if we don't say it, like people get mad at us. Like they're like, they think I'm like lying to you. Or when I was selling cars, they're like, you're lying to me. And I'm like, I wish I was. Yeah, I wish I was lying to you, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, and it and maybe there's a better way to say it. Maybe someone in the sales in the in the auto world will like evolve <laughs> and find a better way to pitch that. 
because I never found it. I at the end of the day, I was just real like I would call people out or, mm-hmm. or I wouldn't call people out. I would just set them up. So uh, one of my favorite sales books is um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Heard of it. Haven't read it. Oh, great book. Okay. But he he calls it an accusation audit. Mm. So he'll tell people everything that they're going to tell me before. So I would use I would do that. I would be like, look, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Customer. You're going to think I'm lying. You're going to think this is a sales tactic. You're going to think this is just a way for me to get more money out of your pocket. I understand, right? But I'm, I would be doing you an injustice. I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't tell you that this car will be gone by the time you come back. What's up, everybody? I wanted to interrupt this podcast to let you know about a new course that I recently launched called Starting Your Own Virtual Assistant Agency. And it's absolutely wonderful. It worked wonders for me. Uh, it made me over 1500 bucks a month in steady income that I could do on the side. And this course is for everybody who wants to network. Maybe you're a stay at home parent. Maybe you want to break into another industry. This is exactly how you do it. I'm going to teach you how to start it up, how to land your first client, negotiate first deal, uh, what skills you need, all that good stuff. You can find the link for that in the description below of this podcast. And when you use code think 10, you can save 10% off any package. On top of all of that, when you buy a package, you get lifetime updates absolutely free. And really, it's the most affordable way to start a business. So what are you waiting for? Click that link in the description below, and I'll see you guys on the other side. And True. they'd be like, they'd be like, well, yeah, if it's not, you know, and I would be like, and I get it. I get it. It's not, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. But you're not going to hurt my feelings. I'm just telling you that if you really want that, you spent three hours looking at this car. Mm-hmm. If you want it, I would buy it. Yeah. And if you don't, that's fine. You come back tomorrow. Don't call me a liar and we'll go find something else. <laughs> this is so true. But I would just tell him, I'd be like, look, I, I'm a liar. I'm sleazy. I get it, but it's yeah. not going to be here. No one wants to be at the car dealership for four hours. Actually, that was stale popcorn. That's like, Oh, yes. <laughs> and every dealership's the same. Ugh. I got shitty popcorn. I got shitty coffee. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Dude, it's so true, though. It's... It is, uh, it's, it's so true, dude. But, um, I don't know why we got talking. I love the car business though, dude. That's how I grew up. That's how I learned how to sell. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and what, what was cool about that was like, you had to learn as a sales guy, how to break down walls. Cause it's hard for a sales guy just in general, Mm -hmm. but it's harder for a car salesman. I mean, that's, we're like the, we're lawyers. We're in with lawyers, bro. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? 100%. <laughs> yeah. We were in with lawyers, dude. It's it's so funny. Cause, and like, the like whenever I go buy a truck, I've been on a weird like buying vehicle spree for the last few years where I just get a new one every year, Heck unfortunately. Yeah, Good for you. No. <laughs> I just got a couple 11s here and there. And I was like, you know what? We're getting a new one this time. No more of that. But I got used to like going to the car dealership and like going through that. Having a girlfriend that works in car sales. Yeah. I know every single tactic they're going to yeah. throw at me yeah. and going in there and I would, I would tell them yeah. they would, they would say something be like, I know what you're doing, man. Yeah. Like, I know what you're doing. Like, I know the truck is going to be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I get it. I know it's the best price you can do. Like, yeah. don't sell me. If I want to buy it, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Well, good. Like <laughs> so accusation cool. on it. Right. Yeah. So like whenever a customer would come in and tell me that, it'd be like, Oh, great. Sounds like on the same page, <laughs> you know? And I would just, I would kind of, because in sales, like you got to tell people things that kind of throw them off. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody be like, you know, 
they'd be like, I'm not buying today. Great. I was really hoping you wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, great. Thank goodness. Perfect. I've got a customer <laughs> coming in later to look at this one yeah, anyways. So you, you got 30 minutes. You only have 30 minutes. I'll get you out of here in 15 minutes. <laughs> and they'd be like, and they'd be like, what? That's so funny. Uh, that reminds me of the, have you, do you watch Key and Peel? I've seen in a, like, in a moment of levity. Seen like two two skits. Okay, so there's a Key and Peel skit that's hilarious, okay. and it's called, um, it's like this vacation salesman, and he, they their whole phone script. You got to go watch it, but their whole phone script is to like hang up on the customer when they say no, okay. and he gets the customer to call back, and they're like, "Are you allowed to hang up on me? Like, where are you gonna buy? Well, no." And then he they hang up again, <laughs> and like through this like. Through, but they make a really good point. Like it's a very valid sales point of like the this more like you, you know, it's like, it's like if we were, you know, there were some girls or some guys would do that. If you were date in the dating scene, the, the harder that you play hard to get and the harder you are to get, the more you want it. Right. And so they kind of play this in this key and peel skit. It, you know, it's a very extreme side, um, very toxic way to sell, but it's absolutely hilarious, dude. So, it's so funny. So here's a question for you. Have you yeah. ever been like in a place where they're trying to sell you a timeshare? Yes. Dude. <laughs> bro. Oh, uh, man. I have a story for you. All right. Well, well, let's talk about it because I hate those are the worst. I'm like, <laughs> well, I, just, I was in car sales and a timeshare guy came up to me and I was like, hey, do you like doing this? They're like, no. I'm like, you need to go sell cars. I'm like, I'm not from here. You'll make way more money and you'll feel a lot better. But I'm like, dude, if they're car salesmen and lawyers are at times here, people oh, are man. way down here. They're so bad. So <laughs> we were in Vegas for my girlfriend's birthday and yeah. we got talked into doing what ended up being a timeshare thing. Yeah. And they were like, no, it's not this. We're going to go tour the new Raiders stadium, get some feedback on this. Yeah, yeah. seriously. And they're like, we're going to give you this and this. And then we actually got a free hotel stay out of it, which is pretty cool. Okay. But uh, we, we had to go and sit through this pitch and it was like, the worst pitch yeah. you've ever heard. <laughs> and, you know, us having sales back and we're just sitting there looking at each other, just laughing the yeah. whole time to the point where they had to like, is everything okay? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, yeah, sorry, we're good, we're good. Yeah. And uh, it was so bad. And they were like, like, the, the pitch was like 20 grand. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm 26 years old, man. I have yeah. 20 grand to spend on this. <laughs> like, are you crazy? You're crazy, bro. Yeah. And they, they were thinking like, I'm, I'm here to buy. And they were like, so confused that I wasn't buying. Right. And I was like, dude, seriously, like I've got 20 bucks in my pocket. Like, yeah, that's, that's all it. I did. Yeah. And they were like, this is done. And just escorted us right out. And I was like, yeah, holy cow. That was crazy. I don't even go like, I don't even go into them. Well, I just tell know. Them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. We wouldn't have for sure. But like, yeah, we had no idea we were even getting, I mean, we literally thought we were gonna go tour the new Raiders stadium. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, and that would have been legit. That would have been sick. Right. But they go, dude, uh, the, the, I ran into the most recent time was in Vegas. I ran into him. Classic Vegas. And, uh, dude. Yeah. They were in the, my hotel, bro. I was like, they're like, Hey, did you get your free gift? And I was like, yeah, I did. I, you, there's no free gift, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah. Uh, how, how, how long are you guys staying here? I'm leaving in the morning. Like, that's what you say. I, I always say like, I got the free gift. I'm leaving in the morning. I'm not staying here. They, they try to like interrupt you on the strip too. And I'm like, bro, I don't, I, I, so I so I finally was like I was like bro you're really good at this you should actually go sell something real like you should be a real salesman hey come work for me come work for <laughs> That's me ser man. but seriously yeah I'd be like you should go be a real salesperson you'll make a lot of money and people won't hate you when they see you yeah they won't want to fight you the next time they see you either <laughs> yeah exactly dude and then the the one the other time we were in Disney World 
or no, sorry, excuse me, Universal Studios. And they were like, did you get your free gift? And I was like, I don't want to be here, dude. Because like my my thing is like, I just, I, I, do you watch The Office? Yeah, I don't watch anything. Gosh, uh, dang it. My, my girlfriend watches, like I watch, there's a couple shows. Okay, like, okay. Well, you need to go watch The Office. Because my no, I've tried to watch The Office a few times. But I, <laughs> that's one show that it's I cringy. I can't watch. Is it too cringy for you? Yeah, dude? I can't do it. <laughs> If I'm gonna watch a show, I'm watching like Ozark or Sons of Anarchy or okay. Yellowstone. Okay. Okay. Yellowstone so you're more like a, you're you're more like a drama guy. I'm gonna watch something. I want, I want something with like a plot, some action, and some. Okay. See, yeah. and I'm like, I like those too, but I'm like also the opposite, where I'm like, uh, I like funny, dry comedy. It's hilarious. Michael Scott's like, what's worse than listening? Uh, there's nothing worse than being a really good salesman listening to a really bad salesman give a pitch. <laughs> And I'm that's, like, that's true, though. That's so <laughs> true. It's like, dude, you know, and I just, and I'm just like, okay, I know, dude, you got to do what you got to do. You're trying to feed your family. There's a better way. Like, yeah. literally, you could be a car salesman and people would love you more and you'd get paid more. Yeah. Because there are some people who love car salesmen. Yeah. And if Not you do really. it right, you, and if you do it right, like, you've, you probably met a good sales. You're like, okay, this guy's. Oh, yeah. You know, you're like, okay, fine. I mean, dude, honestly, my girlfriend, like, she was, she's badass. She did she sell? Oh yeah. Oh okay. I thought she, I thought okay. No, dude. She was the way. Okay, the way you put it, I, I wasn't sure if she sold. So she would she sell sold. and sell. And What's her name? Her name's Caroline Phillips. Okay, and she sold at Stockton, and you said Southtown. Yeah, two big big dealerships. Yeah, those are hard. And to get. Those are hard. She to get. would crush it. I mean, Good. it was like three Good. four cars a day but, at Southtown. Like, but you know, oh yeah, dude, yeah. but you know what though, girl car salesman are way better than boy car salesmen do. Oh, yeah. Like male cars, whatever. Male if, I don't know. If you're a girl and you're confident to go sell, <laughs> dude, yeah, go go be in sales. I, I had a team. Of, sell something. Yeah, I had a team. When I, when I was a team leader, I had a team. And there were like three females on my team. Yeah. And they crushed it. <laughs> crushed so, it. So here's something. So um, we did watch a trashy TV show yesterday. Okay. Selling what? Sunset. Have you seen that? Selling Sunset? No, yeah. I've never seen that. Don't watch it. Okay. It's terrible. Okay. Um, think like like HGTV meets Real Housewives of Salt Lake. <laughs> it's so bad. But uh, opening scene. So it's these it's these two brothers. They started a real estate like like uh, brokerage firm in yeah. in Hollywood. And yeah. Every single person on their team is a girl. And I was like, dude, that's cheating. That's yeah, not that fair because every single guy, especially if you're single, is going to go into this house and they're like, where do I sign? Yeah. Every time, like. You can't, you can't compete. Well, and that. they're just confident. I mean, that's why like a lot of real estate agents, I mean, not a lot, but I, I know a lot of real estate agents who are female and they just kill it. Crush it. They kill it. Crush it. I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. They know how to, they know how to talk. They know how to break down walls. Yeah. They're people confident. Trust them. Yeah. They, people trust them right away. Absolutely. The best thing that could happen to a sales team is to, and I had, and I had a, fe- and I had a female, um, general manager. Mm-hmm. She was a beast. <laughs> Learned so much from her. She's a beast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, well, and I tell people like I'm a feminist, so, <laughs> and I have, and I believe that you have to be a feminist if you have a daughter, you know, you don't want your freaking daughter growing up in like that kind of world. So you got to advocate for that and rightfully so. So mm-hmm. good for, good for them, dude. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And selling's just fun. I, I love selling. Like, like selling nowadays, fun. like at the agency, yeah. I don't really do much anymore, sure, frankly. Sure. Um, a little bit here and there, but for the most part, I, I get sales calls. Yeah, why not? And that's what I do. I, I just go and talk to people. Yeah, you just, you just lay them up. Yeah. For like like down. last week, 
my like two thirds of my week was literally in meetings, just talking to people, you know, new, new clients, current clients, prospects, old clients, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And it's so fun. Like once you're comfortable with it and like, I think the biggest thing is like knowing what you're talking about. If, if you can go in like, if you can talk about something for 20 yeah. minutes, you're so sad. Yeah. And uh, for me, one of my favorite things, and this is actually one I talk about a lot when I, I cause I train salespeople too. Mm. Um, competence breeds confidence. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. If you know your yeah, craft bro. inside it out. And, and not only that, but if like what, what I like about sales is like learning what people are going to, how they respond. Like, so I'm very stoic in, in the way that I approach sales. Um, in the fact that like, I anticipate all the negative things that you're going to tell me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm ready for it. Like your ass hurts. You got to talk to your wife. It's too high. The price sucks, whatever. Right. Like I've heard mm-hmm. it all before. And for me, for me, what that does is like, I, I, I visualize them saying that. And then I visualize what I'm responding because where a lot of salespeople get caught up is like when they say, well, the price is too high or like the, your competitor is better. Right. Like they freeze. And that one moment of pause can can set you back in time. Yeah, you're with, starting you know over. what I mean? You're 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 starting over. You, you're like, ah, you lose them. So for me, it's like I just I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Of course the price was too high. And and then I tell and tell people go, why, you know, what do you what do you think like that? I'm like, well, what is a customer supposed to do, bro? Flip out their checkbook and start handing you money? Yeah. No, dude, they're gonna fight you a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> not fight you, but they have concerns. Yeah, you have to be ready for. It. Yeah, it's it's so funny. So so I guess going going full circle. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, back go to ahead. websites here. Um, we were talking today, so we're we're getting ready to launch a new campaign for the agency, and one of the things we wanted to do is is build a landing page out and whatnot. And sat down with the team today, and I was like, hey, what are the most common pain points for some of these websites we've been building lately? Yeah. And if you can answer those like ahead of time, you don't need to necessarily answer them again. Like if like, let's say for example, um, like completion time is an example. That's, that's something that people have a hard time with. Like websites can take a long time sometimes, but if we can go in and like, we're fast. One of our value props is we crank out high quality websites faster than anybody. And if we can explain that on the website, people come into the conversation, like they're already over that. Yeah. Right. They're yeah. like that, that like, like uh objection yeah we've already overcome it because they saw our stuff we don't need to talk about that right <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's like what a lot of people can do on their websites is like answer answer those questions well i think that's that makes a good website may, mm-hmm. what makes a good website is when you flush out everything up front and it's like that accusation audit mm-hmm. okay you want to know the price here's the price right? yeah <laughs> you want to know so i have a friend who is launching a course um right now and it's it's a good course it's for like creators Cool. And um, he's he crushed. He's a, he's awesome. Um, making this course and talking about landing pages with me, and he's like, "Dude, is this landing page good?" And I was like, "Ah, it's pretty long, man. Like, yeah, you got to be really pretty like, short with those. That's a long page." And he's like, "Dude, check this out." So he's really he's taken probably twenty different courses from like other other creators and course creators and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Honestly, man, everyone like right now is saying that the best landing pages are long." for oh, wow. these kinds of courses. And I was like, that's okay. interesting. Not what I would have expected, but okay. And he's like, yeah, because the whole, his whole concept. And honestly, it works. Like what I've been seeing, like blew my well, mind. It and works. It, dude. And if it works, it, that's it. The end of the story. Yep. We're going to full stop. Yeah. If seriously. People are buying it. That means it works. <laughs> here, here's why it works though, is because 
someone will scroll and they're just going to like keep going, keep going, keep going. They get halfway down. Maybe that's where their objection is. Oh, yeah. And if you, and the whole thing is like answer every single objection you can think of on the mm. landing page, they're ready to buy. Yeah. It's, Amen. It, dude, it works. It's blew my mind. I was like, this is never going to work. So, so, well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It too. does. When you, you know, think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. And, and you know what? I've taken a lot of like copywriting courses, writing courses, um, cohorts and everything. Yeah. And, and the, when you tell somebody like how long or short it should it be, every one of these experts that I've talked to, they're like, however long it needs to be. True. And I'm like, all right, that's fair. You know, I try to stick with short and sweet, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but there is, you know what, that's a great point. And, and that's why I go back to like, that's why it is a worst answer, but it's the best answer because like at the end of the day, you know, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's true. I like that. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, and I think every everybody's unique in the same sense. Like what works for him might not work for you. Might that's not true. work for me. Yeah. So then it's like you really you gotta, gotta play with really, it. Really, really play with it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's what he did. Just play with it. Yeah. Just and just figure out what works and A B test it and go back. Yeah. And yeah, all that. that fun I think stuff. that's what's hard with like writing and selling is like there really is no one size fits all. I mean, you can nail down a process. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a book on sales and where I just outlined the general process and why you need to follow this process. And it's very cookie cutter process. It's like <laughs> prospecting, qualifying, demo, negotiate or commitments and negotiation, follow up. Yeah. You know, that's a basic one. Yeah. Um, but once you get into like the weeds of it, <laughs> it's like, it's very different from, from sale to sale. Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it takes shorter. Sometimes you got a one call close. Sometimes you got a 50 call close. <laughs> I've been on one call closes. I've been on 50 call closes. Yeah. Same. You know what I mean? You just, <laughs> but the process is the same. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you want to buy this website. Yeah. You know, sometimes that you close it then. Right. So what, what are your thoughts on LinkedIn for sales? <sighs> I think LinkedIn's gone downhill. Okay. Why? I, I'm not bashing LinkedIn. I still post on LinkedIn. I still think it's necessary. I don't like where LinkedIn has gone. You mean all the automation saying, hey, I saw we're in the same industry. We should connect. There is a lot of automation. <laughs> I don't get that, though, because I don't really oh, like... Oh, man. I'll give you some of mine then. Yeah, because I, I don't really care. Well, and, and that's the tough thing is like, you if you want... Because I've been in sales long enough, though, to know that like you... If somebody smells bullshit, you you're done. So oh, yeah. like all of these like, but but if it's but when you pitch like that, we could say two people could say the same thing, and if it's genuine from one person, you'll be able to tell, and that's who I'm going to accept, right? So 100%. so okay, but so LinkedIn for selling, I I don't really nah, I don't really like yeah. it, okay. well, mainly because of the automations. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. Everybody thinks that. Everybody, I mean, we've gotten so much, it's been bogged down so much, like it's really hard to break through authentically. Like mm-hmm. I've been genuinely authentic with a lot of people and and I still get come across as like a, a sales pitch, Yeah, which is fine. Like I get it, dude. You've been hit with 40 today. I'm 41. <laughs> That's my shitty luck of the draw, right? I'll try again later. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because like, so we get a lot of business from LinkedIn actually. Okay. And... Maybe I just need to do it better, by the way. Well, I'm, I'm cool with that, too. I'm cool with being wrong. <laughs> well, so I, I get probably on a slow day, 10, on a, on a big day, 20 okay. messages every single day. Wow. The craziest thing, though, is when I get two of them, 
that are the exact same. And I'm like, all right, you guys got the same template. And I'll get them like back to back. I'm like, this yeah, that's can't anno- work. Yeah, dude. that's like, annoying. There's bro. no way this works. But like LinkedIn, like it's such a good way to like show who you are. Yeah, like, I like really that. I like LinkedIn so for much branding. personality. And for us, like that's all I do. Like I don't send messages to anybody. I used to like a long time ago when I didn't know better. But yeah, like just talking about yourself, talking about who you are as a person. Like yeah. I always say, people buy from people. Yeah, right? I agree. If yeah, I agree. Someone likes you as a person. They're like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah. So if LinkedIn is a branding tool then I'm all for LinkedIn. Yeah. So I, I I mess with LinkedIn and Twitter. You're on Twitter. Okay. We're yeah. gonna, I love you. Twitter. I just got on Twitter again for the 15th time now. Okay. So, so Twitter fell off. Mm-hmm. Twitter, wh- what Twitter was is where LinkedIn is right now. Yeah. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like Twitter fell off for a long time. It was just like tabloids. It was like, it was TMZ, all this stuff. But you know what's funny now? If you're intentional about it, dude, Twitter's my MBA, dude. Dude, 100%. You Twitter's can get gems, dude. And people write threads on there. It's legit. Um, so where LinkedIn is right now, Twitter was. Yeah. So LinkedIn's going to have to go through some cleansing. I, I feel like I feel like they flipped. Yeah, they did. They Total, did. like, LinkedIn three years ago was, like, business, value, like, no fluff. Yeah, like we're legit. Like yeah. I'm giving we're no, we're giving and now and now I see and look, I don't give a shit what you post. <laughs> I don't care. But it's not what it was. It's turning into like some Facebook. Like if I go on I don't know. It's, it's just <laughs> if you want <clears throat> we can discuss whatever you want on LinkedIn, but it's like these I'm getting some like Facebook post, you know, like I'm getting some like posts that are like people are like, hey, I'm gonna use politics as as an example even though I hate politics, but this is why I hate politics because on Facebook you get these guys who are like, like Joe Biden did this and the, and the, and the website link, like I hate Democrats dot, you know what I mean? Like dot com. And it's like, bro, you, that's not. And so I'm seeing that's kind of stuff on LinkedIn yeah. and it's like, that's stupid. I don't want, I don't want to read, not because I don't want to talk about politics, but because like, you're just trying to like troll me and start like, fire. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. on purpose, you know, it's so fun. That's so, true. That's so I'm like, I don't want to see that stuff. Yeah. It, but, but again, though, if somebody genuinely wanted to talk about <laughs> politics, okay, whatever, sure. fine. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to see like, like I love Donald Trump.org. <laughs> like that's not a real site, dude. <laughs> unless, unless you make it and that's part of your portfolio. Right. And then it's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you made it and you got that guy's money, <laughs> there you keep go. getting money as long as the check don't bounce bro hey there you go but, but twitter man ahead. twitter's good twitter is cool so like i got twitter back in like 2011 or 12 or something like yeah a long time ago yeah and was on it off it on it off and i was like i'm gonna get back on twitter i'd be on yeah. there for like two days and I'd get off and uh found like a new love for twitter dude it's it's gone up it's gone way up there's some up. like really like, good people gold on nuggets there. out there really good way to brand yourself again writing threads mm-hmm. on there threads are cool what's interesting to me is like i don't know if you're like in the crypto or nft space or yeah oh like yeah that, but yes yes dude you're on, NFT, good, yeah. you're on nft twitter man like, nft twitter whew, is freaking money dude. nuts money nuts. um i i i yeah i am an i am an nft I, in fact i made a, a intro to nfts video on youtube Ooh. Yeah, it was cool. It was, like, it, it was like 13, 14 minutes long. Okay. But I was like, it was just when NFTs were like, so like Artifacts Studios here in Salt Lake. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with Artifacts? Name sounds super. Chris Lee. They do, uh, mm-hmm. let me show you some. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm not. They have their Discord channel on here, but like 
um, Artifact Studio, where maybe do they have some? So these guys, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Some of these, what these guys do. Mm-hmm. So Artifact Studios okay. is Chris Lee. They're in. They're in Utah. Okay. Um, I've seen that. Bro, good. They they did the sneakers. So NFT sneakers. They mm-hmm. made these badass NFT sneakers. Okay. And if you bought one, you got like a, a that sneaker. You got a physical one, and there's Ooh. only one. Dope. There's only they, they, cool. they were one for one sneakers, or maybe 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 they had like a couple, maybe a couple or something like that. But it wasn't like mass produced. Dude, those things are trading on OpenSea right now for hundreds of thousands, of, if not millions of dollars. Oh, and they're right here God. in Utah, dude. That's crazy. I've been trying to get that guy on my pod, Chris Lee. If you're watching this, freaking come <laughs> on my podcast, dude. That's crazy. Have you seen been, uh, Space Station? They're working on a project right now. No, but I'm, dude. I love it. Me too. Gosh, dude. Yeah. But yeah, it was like I made this video right when <laughs> NFTs were coming out, or, or so they got they they came out in 2018, started getting real big. 2020, mm-hmm. people were making them, and then popped this, and year. then it, oh, dude, yeah. So many projects, um, so many good projects too. Good, so I, many I, bad projects. So many bad projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you got like some of the big ones, like V Friends, like Gary V. Mm-hmm. His NFT popped off. I got his book NFT. Um, uh, Tom Billu has an NFT that popped off that was really good. Artifacts Studios is really good. I saw, you know, and then all the big guys, Board Ape Yacht Club, of course. Uh, crypto punks, crypto like, punks, jeez, dude. it's crazy. But yes, NFT Twitter, yeah, goldmine, nuts, yes, goldmine. Learn so much, and people are so cool. Yeah, everyone wants to help. See, and honestly, like honestly, like web design Twitter too. People are like, yeah, 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 yeah. super cool. They want to help you. They want to be yeah. like part of, part of, part of it, basically. Right, right. It's right. cool. People are like just stoked to be there. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, so yeah, so Twitter, like writing Twitter. So that's what I kind of get into, like okay. marketing, dude. Marketing Twitter is unbelievable. Oh yeah, I learned sure. how to write my landing page on Twitter. Oh, there you go. Like, that's I mean, they're like, it's legitimate, dude. Um, so I went back to Twitter. So LinkedIn, I just got really frustrated with LinkedIn because it's also like, um, I have a personal bias to people who, like, I call them fake fake finance gurus. Okay. <laughs> oh no, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know. I know what you're saying. So when somebody tells me like, um, so when somebody tells me like that, they're, uh, you know, they, they start using like the word assets. I immediately turn them off because I got my bachelor's degree in accounting. I have nothing bad to say other than I have nothing bad to say, period. I just get frustrated when, you know, when you hear somebody like your assets will pay for your liabilities. There's nothing more incorrect in that statement. Like you couldn't have a more incorrect statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. That's idiot. funny. No, and there's there's things like I, the the message I get hit with every day is, "Don't you want more business for your marketing?" Agency? Yeah, shut the hell up, dude. Well, get like, out of here, bro. Yeah, duh. I I hate fake sales gurus. <laughs> Those are the, the okay. If if a sales guy comes up to me or a, like a somebody's trying to sell me a sales software, I'll listen. But if you open with do you never want to make a cold call again? I am going to sh- turn it off because that's not real. Do you want seven qualified appointments on your calendar every week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to do any work. No, dude, work. that's that's a lie. Like, it's like it's like an MLM. All right. Money doesn't magically float into your bank account, dude. Like leads will not magically float onto my account. Like I have to do something. Unless you're doing SEO and then after two years, they 
They, well, yeah, SEO, but then eventually you got to talk to this person. You know what I mean? Sure. Eventually you got to be like, kidding. hey, I saw, you know what I mean? I saw you on my website. Yeah. I'm going to be creepy. I am creepy like that. I saw you on my website. As you know, I was on your website. So it's 2021, man. I know I know exactly how long you're, I know what page, I know what page you like and you didn't like. See, that, that's why my, my <laughs> inbox will fill up so quickly because I assume that everyone knows when I open their emails. Yeah. And so I don't open it until I'm ready to take action on it. Yeah. And so it's like, like, yeah, I saw your email. But I didn't open it because I know you're gonna know that I opened it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I do the same thing. I'm like, everyone know knows, game. like, I know the game, right? And I'm like, yeah. I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you. So I'm just gonna ignore you by not. Yeah, I'm it. just gonna leave you on red, dude. <laughs> not even, I'm gonna leave you on, on red. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. Well, hey, dude, I appreciate you coming. Yeah. We had a long conversation. This is a fun bro. one. Okay. I don't know how long it's been, but yeah, it's probably fun. like an hour 60. Cool. Okay. Right on. Hey, there well, we go. before you leave, how, do every, how does everybody find you? How do they get a hold of you? Where, yeah. do, where do they go? Yeah, um, just 253media.com or just at nread253 on everything. Okay. So that's right me. on, dude. Thank yeah. you so much, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good, dude. It's going to take a minute for that to close. I think I need to.